welcome to the Life Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! Well, all right. Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. Michelle Van Dusen, what just happened? Okay, first of all, for the people who are listening and can't see, the graphics, the graphics, who did graphics for us, Michelle? Who is our friend that put this together? Uh, okay, well, the video I assembled everything. Oh, it well, took me yes, we'll give you, all we'll day. Give you credit for that all day. And, and my husband, my husband, he he's like, mm, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. I'm like, yes. well, thanks for helping. No, uh, <laughs> just try it again. Just try it again. <laughs> uh, okay, so up in the uh, our, my top right. So I don't know if that would be your top. Anyway, the top cartoon picture of us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That is from our best, amazing, hilarious, funny, funny, talented friend, Earl Music. I mean, he made that card. I know, right? Look at us. Like the the height difference. Okay, so so he has the blonde hair. Perfect. Mm -hmm. He has your adorable smile. Perfect. And he has the height difference between us. Almost perfect. I still feel like you're probably an inch or two shorter than that, but I'm just saying, what an amazing job. What an amazing job. And yes. then we have the haha, the graphics mm-hmm. that are in the back yeah. and the laugh support logo at the bottom. And that was that was our friend from the Hot Breath Comedy Network, correct? Yes. And you also notice we have the HB media yeah, over on the yeah, other side too. Yep. Yeah. I love how um you know, you and I, from the beginning of this show to now, <laughs> it's still, yeah, it's okay. Uh, right. It was, yeah. it was, it, that's our brainchild because we wanted, you know, we wanted the, the laugh support came from you, which still sounds like live support to me. Uh, <laughs> laugh support and, you know, the whole CPR people, but then we wanted to have them laughing because otherwise mm-hmm. it was like, no, it's too medical. So we wanted them laughing. And then I was like, oh, we need to have a heartbeat, but we have to have ha-has in it. And so that was kind of our brainchild together. And to be able yeah. to tell an artist what we wanted and then them to do it, like this was um, Martha Louise uh, created yeah. this for us. So phenomenal, super, phenomenal. yeah, now, I'm yeah, not sure super where, happy. I'm not sure when this is going to air, but I don't know if you saw this, but she for the first time. She's been writing comedy for a little bit, but she didn't start until after COVID. So she has not been on stage before. And last night she went on stage for the first time. So I hope for sure that we have her as a guest one day in the future to talk about the amazing job she did to talk about all the details, Michelle, that you were able to work out with Martha because your eye for detail is insane. I'm like, I don't know. It's okay. Whatever. And you're like, I see a little bit of gray in the bottom left-hand corner, maybe two pixels. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was, there was, there was a bobble under every H. It was like a little, little gray thing that I'm like, that's got to go. That's got to go. So um, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She did for detail. She, she did it. She did it. So, and I love in this opening that it has like the purple people, and you can see just different. Like, uh, it, it's not the final logo. It's kind of a little bit of a progression. And the picture of us back to back, 
If I didn't look like such an Amazon woman, I would love that picture. I look like a freak of nature and you look so adorable, but I love that it shows the crazy difference in height and how, you know, just how different we are from each other. Yeah. But but praise God, we're just so similar in in so many things that we get along so good and have such a good time together. And now we have this podcast where we get to interview some fantastic people and today today Yes, I'm super excited to have our guest today. Tell us who's on the show, Michelle. Okay, so today we have Steve Riviera, okay? He is a comedian and the owner of Gutty's Comedy Club in Greenwood, Indiana, and he's been doing comedy since, uh, let's see, uh, 2003, I think. And we'll hear more from him in just a few seconds, but I have to tell you, I love this dude. This dude um, is so full of life and energy, and he's funny. He's funny. Funny, super yeah. talented. So let's welcome to the podcast, Steve Riviera. What's going on? There's Steve. There's Steve. Now, Steve, real quick, how do you say your last? <laughs> how do you say your last name, Steve? My last name is Rivera, and it's Rivera. always been the case. Adding that extra I. I'm not a car, and I'm not a hotel. Either way, it's all good. I appreciate it. It's all good. Thanks well, for having me on the show. Here's what's so funny is that we want to be respectful. We want to make sure we say your name right. So yeah. before we get started, oh, yeah. <laughs> that I said, Michelle, how do you say his name? And she said, Rivera. And I said, yeah, okay, I did. just making sure you know how to say his name. And then she says, Steve Riviera. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Okay. <laughs> I I, I'm usually the one who has those slips. It's usually all of me. And for once, the amazing attention to detail, Michelle Van Dusen. <laughs> said Riviera. So Riviera. I couldn't let it, I couldn't let it slide, but we want the world to know who we're talking to. It's Steve Riviera, the owner Riviera. of Gutty's Comedy Club. <laughs> and man, we're so excited to have you with us today, Steve. Riviera. Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. I, I'm just glad to be be able to connect and, and just network. And I love the, the whole idea, the whole concept of this, of this show is so important and vital. So I'm, I'm glad to be on here and, and connect with everybody too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, so um, so what we tried to kind of explain to our guests before they come on is that Laugh Support is basically about comedians supporting other comedians mm -hmm. and also having an opportunity to maybe give, you know, a thank you or a shout out to somebody who from, and it doesn't have to be the first person that helped you. It doesn't even have to be another comedian, but we'd right. like to hear about the Laugh Support that you've had in your life. So, you know, oh, the man. first thing we kind of start with is, you know, when you think about the beginning of comedy in 2003, when Steve said, all right, I'm doing comedy. Who yep. was one of the first people or it, of the first people that sticks out in your mind that just kind of stepped up and helped you find your way in this wacky world of comedy? Oh my goodness. Um, if I can time travel back, I can I can definitely um, just you know signal a few people. But when it came to clean comedy, my thing was trying to find the same uh, vein, right? The same people that, that were uh, in the same boat as far as clean comedy. And mm -hmm. I can only say that the same person that's with me today was the first person I met, and that was Dennis Tooley. Dennis wow. Tooley was the guy who said, okay, you got the chops, and I'm not going to let you throw it away. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to like invest in you because you got what it takes. And he was the one that introduced me to the whole CCA family. He, he introduced me to uh, the forum. He was on the forum too as well. At the time there was a forum 
um, where all the comics would come together and, yeah. you know, just post on there and say, hey, I'm going to be here to be there. It was all like so new. And um, I didn't have that family, that support that mm-hmm. to yeah. say it. What I did have was I did have family saying, you are funny. You got to get on stage. And then I did have my support team at, in my local church, too, as well. They were like, look, you got to do what this is your call. You need to do comedy. And so at the same time, I also got the call to create a comedy club where we as clean comedians will have an opportunity to be able, an option, you know, uh, other than bars and, you know, all these other uh, open mics that kind of don't lean towards the clean material, um, give us all that opportunity to be able to, hey, you know what, here's a shot for you, here's a spot, let's do this. And I, and I, and I, I didn't take it lightly. I, I really wanted to create a, an environment that is going to be professional, that's going to be high quality and not just something that is just like a hobby. So for me, Dennis Tooley was a key player mm-hmm. in keeping me in that that vein of uh, continue to go up on stage and, and you got you got what it takes, you got the chops, so keep pushing. Uh, he was like a key, key player. And then I had... Um, my best, my buddy in crime, my, my, my best friend that was on, on the scene too as well. And his name is Brent Stackhouse. Brent Stackhouse is another comedian that I worked with too as well. And we just collabed. And if it weren't for those moments where we connected and write together at, you know, at two in the morning and saying, look, I got some more jokes. And if it wasn't for that too as well, um, it was so hard to do it by yourself and not have that support. So those two guys right there are the main guys that kept me uh, rocking and writing comedy. Yeah. What do you think of Michelle? You definitely know that name Dennis Tooley. You brought, you brought him up to me uh, whenever I got to go do gutties for the first time. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I love, I love Dennis. Uh, I met him you know, a while back too. And then uh, I know that Steve and Dennis and I, we did a show. It was either Michigan or Wisconsin. It was at some theater. It was Wisconsin, yep. and it was yep. some major theater, and it was called Operation Laughs, and yep. it was the way we gave back to the troops and the families yep. mm-hmm. uh, of the troops. Yeah, and uh, that theater was amazing. Yeah, Absolutely, was amazing. yeah. Yep. Live band and everything, it really made it. It, it was not, it was it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. And then listening to Steve do his jokes when he went across the stage about his mom having babies. Oh my gosh. That I will never forget that. That was the funniest bit I've ever seen. Couldn't stop laughing. Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. So at any point, if you guys can go check out Steve's uh, comedy, you have to, you just, you have to, you're so funny. And, um, yeah, but Dennis, man, what a support. He's helped me with mm-hmm. jokes. And like when he had um, Christie's in Indiana, yeah, I, I yeah. got to do some shows yeah, out he was there. Christie's Broadway, yeah, theater. Yeah. He had yeah. a theater there. He was running and he was uh, helping them out. That's the thing about Dennis, is he's all about seeing your talent and your gift. And he supports, yeah. like, he is like your go to. You want somebody in your side, Dennis is going to mm-hmm. be like, go. He will not mm-hmm. let you, you know, just simmer down yeah. he won't let you slow down he's like yeah I, and i'll tell you this story too we were in the elevator we're on our way to a, a show and i was in my head that day and i'm like ah, they're not gonna get me da, 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 yada, yada. and the, you know the newbies always go through this process where nobody's gonna understand my comedy 
And so I'm, I'm scared, right? So right before yeah. we get out there, we're going down the elevator, and out of nowhere, <laughs> he reaches up and smacks the back of my head hard. <laughs> I was like, if it weren't for my upbringing, bro, I would, I would destroy you right now, old man. But because I respect my elders, I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know. But he smacked because so he's hard. old. Get out of your head. Yeah, he was like, get out of your head right now. Get out of your head. And get on that stage and have fun because when you have fun, they're gonna have fun and they're gonna see that. And what got what I what came out of that was when you're confident with your material and confident of who you are, then they're gonna feel that because the audience knows when you're when you're you know sitting back and you're not hitting your your jokes hard, they know when you're faking it. And, but if you're confident material, your confidence. Ex will exude out and that powerful connection with the audience will be there and so that fear just like subsided after i got my after i got smacked in the back of head it subsided and i went on there we had a great time so it really is you really need that person to not smack you in the back of the head and one but two <laughs> you need that person to be right there because he wasn't the only one i remember when i was doing another show when i first started gutties at my home church, my pastor gave me a small little room, and uh, he was like, "Look," and he was another one too. That was another amazing. Uh, God bless his, his God bless him because he, he had passed away, um, and um, he was like my he was just like another spiritual father to me, mm -hmm. and he was the one that invested in me, knowing that I had I had goodies in my mm -hmm. mind. And, and mm -hmm. he was like, "Okay, well, if that's what you want to do in life, here's a room," and he gave me a room, and then mm -hmm. we. Grew out of that room and moved to the sanctuary of the church, and that grew and blew up. And in those moments, when I was in, even even then, this is the crazy thing about comedy. And sometimes when you allow yourself to get into that mental status where you're just like, "I'm not good, I'm not good." Mm -hmm. Even all that success, I'm sitting in the back, and I'm like, "I'm not going to do good." Like I'm sitting here going, "Oh man, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it." And the stage director was like. Please get this through your head. You are called to do this. Yeah. Go yeah. and be yourself. She's like, if you just be yourself on yeah. stage, yeah. you will be successful. And yeah, we understand that there's a process. So don't get me wrong. There is a process. Mm -hmm. There's a science behind comedy. You gotta get the right punchline. You gotta set up all that. I get it. But when you when you know within your heart and you you've experienced it. You know within your heart, right? That this is what I'm supposed to do. That it becomes natural. That it's just something that you do. You just gotta go out and do it. So now that you're equipped, and she was like, "Just, just be you. Get out there and just be." Mm. You. So even then, I was going through this whole, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? What are you do?" But throughout the years, after you get, you know, some shows under your belts and understanding the whole business side of comedy and the successful shows, even if they're to you, they're subpar, but a lot of people coming up and saying, oh, you're great, you're great, great. Yeah. You know, you get that experience and then you start seeing, okay, I see what I need to do. Now you kind of go from, am I supposed to do this to I'm doing it. And whatever mm -hmm. comes, comes and I'm going to grow from this. And so yeah. that's how 
you know, that, that process happens with me. And I, and I can go on. I can ramble. Trust me. I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys, you guys were talking about, you guys were talking about Dennis and the very first comedy club that ever let me step on stage was Gutties was Steve and, and Dennis reached out to me and um, I was doing a show here in Bowling Green with Robert G. Lee and he was coming right. to do Gutties and, and uh, you know, you guys gave me that opportunity and, and Michelle said, you know, you really, man, you're going to love you. Well, I had met Steve. I'd actually met you a couple of weeks before because I'd gone to Haas's church, a, a, a mutual friend of ours and a comedian there at Gutty's a lot. But Michelle said, man, you got to ask, you know, you got to ask Dennis. He's he'll, he'll give you some great feedback, you know, just, you know, take some time and, and pick his brain after you perform. And so yeah. the first night I did the show and, and then I said, well, Dennis, what do you think? And he said, well, kid, don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> well, he's not wrong. No. no, 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 he wasn't wrong. He's, so what I'm saying is he's wise. No, the next day, you know, he really kind of basically what he said to me is there's room for you, you know, yeah. and, and encouraged me to just keep working on the craft and and um, and just made me just made me feel like I belong there, you know, just made me feel like I belong. But aside from Dennis's advice of don't quit your day job, what uh, <laughs> kind of early on? You know, I've talked about Michelle was one of the first people to kind of invest in me. And she gave me some sound advice that that helped me not have to take a real hard hit in the learning curves. Right. There were some things that she just kind of spoken to me and said, you know, don't do this and maybe try that. Do you remember something maybe early on a piece of advice that you still use to this day or that you would tell somebody who's starting out in comedy? Hey, you know, this is this is probably a thing you want to do. Confidence. You need confidence in your material. Get when you have confidence in your material, it shows. Because don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them see you sweat. Now it's impossible. Sometimes it can be impossible because you know you everybody's felt right. that sweat back when you're feeling like okay, jokes ain't working, jokes ain't working. Yeah. But when you're confident, get to the point where you find that confidence in your material. It will change the way you see your material. It will change the way you see. Um, on stage, yourself on stage, and your material. When you you can tell what's going to hit and what's not. When you can tell when you're watching a comedian working new material and working material that they had confidence in. Yeah. You can tell the difference, right? Mm -hmm. You can see, oh, that was new material because the confidence in it wasn't strong. Now, you can have material that's not working well and still have confidence in it because you know there's something there. Right. Mm. So that's why some material, when it's new, it still works kind of that you still have that confidence. So confidence takes you through the material. Um, and so for me, um, early, early, be confident in who you are and be yourself because the confidence will shine through your material and the people will accept it more because they don't look at you like, oh, you're struggling, but you're looking at you. Oh, OK, you know, either they'll receive it. The, the realness of it is that when you walk away from it, they see that you were true to yourself and you were confident mm -hmm. in your material. Mm -hmm. Michelle, do you remember, remember like when you started to feel that confidence, when you started to, to, you know, get comfortable with your material and your set on stage? Cause you know, I, I haven't been doing it a really long time. And sometimes I step up and I feel good. I feel really confident about it. Other times I let the demons get in my head. When you said the dentist smacked you in the back of the head, I remember my sister <laughs> going with me to the very first women's event. And there was some other something I was dealing with outside of that. And I remember her as I was setting up and just going, you know, through stuff in my head. 
she was like, so what about what's going on at work there? And I start talking about it. And then I looked at her. I was like, why would you bring that up before I do this event? Bobby, yeah. why would you say that to me? And she said, you stopped worrying about this moment, didn't you? You got it. You got out of your head and you thought about something else for a minute. She said, now relax. Don't worry about it. Just go have a good time, you know. But mm -hmm. but I still have these, you know, I still have these moments of like, they're not going to like me. And and I have to really, a lot of times I'll call Michelle and I'll just say, hey, pray for me because the demons are, <laughs> they're swarming yeah. and they're trying to make me. But do you remember, Michelle, like when you suddenly went, ah, you know, I can do this. I'm good at this. I've got this. Uh, yeah, I was today old. Uh, when I first heard about confidence. So thank you, Steve. You just changed my life. Um, no, not I true. I no I, idea. That is one thing about Michelle. That's, the times that I've been able to see her on stage, it's so conversational. It's so like, I feel like before I even knew her, I felt like this is just a fun friend who's telling me stories and like uh, your confidence. I've always felt like you have just an amazing amount of confidence when you're on stage. Whether you yeah. have it in here or not, it show it, it comes out as if you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, I always seem to, to bomb anytime I'm doing a dentist show. That's I'm going to put that there. It's right there. <laughs> he hears me. Because, uh, <laughs> like, you know, I'm always afraid he's going to hit me. He's going to hit. No, uh, joking. Um, yeah, no, that's a really good question, June. I don't actually um, know when I've held on to confidence. I can tell you how many shows I'm like, oh, I do not have confidence in this. Like I know when those happen. Yeah. Well, um, and those shows never go well, you know, and then, then yeah. you're just kicking yourself for days, yeah. for years. Yeah. Uh, it's 15 years later, I'm still kicking. No, uh, <laughs> but yeah, confidence, confidence is probably one of the best things. Now, Steve, I, I want to say um, what I, I find amazing with your comedy club is that, well, first I'm going to just pop that up there in case people yes. want to find it and, and show it, yeah. go to it. Um, you have created a space for beginners to come. Like, do you have like an open mic? I mean, I, I, I've seen your website and I've, I've seen that you have those, those opportunities where you have like improv nights oh. and, you know, so can you tell me a little bit about what you offer at Gutty's for new comics oh. coming up? The thing is, or even, what I wanted to do, yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. Thank you so much. Um, what I wanted to do was create a culture that changes. We want to change the culture of comedy in, in essence of how we treat each other and how comics can help one another rather than tear down each other. Now, mm -hmm. of course, majority of that's coming from what I believe my faith, right? Because of the fact that yeah. I believe in encouragement, I believe in building up and and making sure that everybody comes together. Now, sometimes it doesn't always work that way, but in this field, what we want to do is create that culture that builds these comics to a point of their confidence, to get their confidence up, and to also get sharpen them up to get them to the place where they are ready. And so what we do is we, well, in our open mics, we give the opportunity for them to host. So that's pretty, pretty standard. If you want to jump up there and host, you're going to be able to see how the flow works how an open mic works or how a show works and how to implement your jokes in between and keep the show going. Because I feel that when you get, when you get that first training, that initial training, and I've seen it, I've seen other comics come through and they're like, Oh yeah, I've been doing comedy such and such. And I'm like, I right, host a show and they don't have a clue of what to do. And it's like, okay, 
is not necessarily trying to teach you to be a host. It's just so that you can get used to how a show goes. And it yeah. also gets you ready to be in front of people and get that confidence going. And when you start seeing, like there's some comics now that, that host for us that we get an opportunity to that have never done, number one, never done clean comedy. And then two, be able to host a show, giving them just to see their face. They're like, what, you want me to host a show? Yeah, I want you to host a show. Because I believe in that initial training gets you into the door. Some people may be like, well, I wouldn't put that person up there, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. They don't understand the structure of what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is we're trying to develop that those guys into a place where their confidence is is through the roof. And then they're just riding this the comedy, getting ready just in case. Because then what I tell them is, while you're hosting, you, you start off with five. And the next time you host, start a new five. You already got 10 minutes. If you get a solid 10 minutes, then you're in a guest spot. Then you go from a guest spot to another solid 15 minutes. You're going into you're close. You're creeping into feature, and you go to 20, 25 feature, and then you go. You know, now this is for guys who are serious about the game. Now, yeah. if you just want to do hosting, fine. You know, you can go up there and host, but as long as you got the show going, great. But these guys come. They're hungry and they want to know what's the difference between the hosting yeah. and you know doing a guest spot. So we try to create that culture to where we accept them, we embrace them in, and say, look. All right, you got to work. And we're real with them. We're not like sugarcoating. We're like, dude, that joke sucks. Get rid of that. You know, don't, you're not, you're not confident in it. And it's not working with the environment that you have. Now, you may take that joke and try it somewhere else. Cool. But what we're doing here is we're creating a room, a totally different product to where you get to the opportunity to work clean because clean in my interpretation that is clean as green. You get more opportunities when you work clean. And these Big names tell you the same thing. They started off clean. They they got to a point where they earned respect in the industry and they were able to let loose. That's fine. But majority of them, they work clean and they get more opportunities. So the whole idea yeah. is to create the environment, the culture, so that they can get the opportunity for other jobs. So now they're going around, they're being a part of other spots and they're, you're, they're just involved a lot in in the community, and I think it's it's a cool thing to see uh, as they grow and they get better. Now, I'm I've got one other question here before we uh, get close to closing, um, because <laughs> you said the word clean more than one time, and it's yes. a big big thing these days. Yeah. Uh, when you say clean, what are you talking about? Are you just talking about not swearing, or are you talking about the content of the jokes? The content of the job. Right. Because here's the thing is the creativity is what we want. So mm -hmm. there's ways to be, there's so many ways to be creative with the material that you want to write. There really is. Um, you have to just try to, you have to, you, it's, it's extra effort. Don't get me wrong. It is something where you have to create the, uh, the right content, the right context. Um, you don't want to cross the line. The thing is we have all kinds of walks of life coming through. So mm -hmm. we got kids mm -hmm. We're not saying like infants or anything like that. We're just saying like 13, 14, older. They come through. You got parents. You got elderly. You got, I mean, the whole night. We're covering all bases. So if yeah. you can create material that can cut, that cover all bases, mm -hmm. you're really in a good position. Because then you can be in front of, I mean, if you go in front of, if you go into Jimmy Fallon and you're not really known as a comedian, but they're inviting you because they know you're, you're talented, you, they're going to erase a lot of stuff that, uh, they feel mm -hmm. that's not good for TV. 
So if you're already in that boat and you've already written material and you're writing that material and it's going good, clean for us is you definitely am not swearing. We don't do swearing. Um, and no sexual innuendos or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like it's just, it, it, it's somebody else can do it. Like, I don't want that. I, I want the environment so that way it creates a nice place for everybody to enjoy creative writing. And that creative writing is so vital because it not only gives you that opportunity in any other club, but also gives you opportunity for other jobs and other, other places and other positions. Mm -hmm. So we really want to create that place where it's a safe environment, but at the same time, it's creative. Like, so there's a lot of people who can push the envelope and be, you know, talk about some dark stuff, but funny, right? But mm -hmm. not, not necessarily so dark. It's like, you can, you can, you can. There's a way to do it. I've seen it. I've done it myself where it's like, there's stuff that you can tap on and still have that humor in it. So we do clean and it's, it's, I, I try to stay as close as the squeaky clean as possible um because sometimes they want to get creative and try to push it and i get it we had a few people like crossing like yo it's not what we do but at the same time they respect the room because of what we're trying to create and that product is so important for the business yeah. so that's kind of where that's we good. stand this is uh, the the first time that i got to do gutties my yeah. uh, cousin came with her daughter who, you know, just thought I was an absolute rock star because I was on stage. Her name is Zoe and she's my biggest fan. But but here's what the environment was at Gutty's for me. I was able to have my aunt and my uncle and my cousin and my cousin's high school kid and her middle school child and a great aunt and uncle and all of those folks. And I did not have to worry about the content of anybody on that show. It was hilarious. I remember my uncle leaving and, and just saying, I haven't laughed that hard in years. And here's, here's what I want to kind of close this out with Steve, because this is like, you know, we call it laugh support. Yeah. Well, we talk about like lifting each other up. And for me personally, I have to thank you for the opportunity that you gave me, but also to point out the fact that, you know, I remember sitting in the, in the green room with uh, Robert that evening and talking about, um, that we don't know the people who are in the audience. We don't know what their story is. We don't know what they've been through. We know none of that for the most part. These are strangers that are sitting in seats and we're hoping to gift them with a laugh. But the first time I was at your club, I knew the stories. I mm. knew the people in the front row. I knew some major struggles that my family was going through. I knew that my uncle had been fighting for his life and he left there saying, I haven't laughed that hard in forever. And so, you know, Michelle talks a lot about uh, laughter is, is medicine and it, and it says it in the Bible and we see scientific yeah. proof that that's what it is. So the club and the things that you are doing from the comedians who are getting an opportunity from the beginning to the people who sit in the seat and have just a minute to forget about the world, to mm -hmm. smile and to laugh. It's huge. And we appreciate your laugh support, Gutty's Comedy Club's laugh support for the entire clean comedy community and, and for those who wake up one day and say, you know what, I really want to, I want to do this clean. I want to learn. And they, and you give them that space. So, you know, from Michelle and myself here at Laugh Support, we just thank you. We thank Dennis. We thank Gutty's Comedy Club. I hope our listeners will go to gutty'scomedyclub.com. Check them out on Facebook. There is all kinds of stuff happening at Gutty's. You got to get there. You guys, it's just, you know, I'm a huge fan. So awesome. Michelle, any closing remarks this uh, with Steve today? Steve? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be performing. 
We'll <laughs> be performing at Gutty's uh, in the spring of 2000. Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm not booked. <laughs> I like that. I like how you stuck that in there. <laughs> Just put that in there. Just put my audition tape in now. There it is. There it is. Well, Steve, listen, thank you so much for joining us on Laugh Support. And for this episode, that is a wrap. But real quick before we go. Okay, Steve, I'm going to try this one last time because this is this is like our 10th episode. And I always yeah. say when I close something out, I say Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Steve, <laughs> I have something I've been trying to get Michelle to say because I feel like she should have a closing. And you tell me if you like this or not, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. I say Jesus and Junebug loves you. And Michelle says, <laughs> here it is. Lil Michelle and the Messiah want you to take it higher. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh man. He loves it. Listen, and if you Do want it. if you want one, Steve, I got one for you. You ready? Yes, go ahead. Bless All right. Me. Steve and El Shaddai say raise your hands up high. Ooh. There it that's is. A there good it one. is. That's a good one. <laughs> that's good. All right. We're going to leave on that note. I'm June Colson. I'm Michelle Van Dusen. Thanks and for listening. Was- <laughs> and this was laugh support. <laughs> we got nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>